Welcome to Judgment Days, where we explore matters of religion, religious history and faith, and their impact on the world. I'm your host, Albert, and along with my co-host, Michael, we welcome you to join us on this journey. Nassim, it's a pleasure having you today. We're really excited. Thanks for joining. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate being on. Thank you. Thank you so much. Nassim, what's fascinating about your music is that it's a deeply religious message wrapped up in a modern hip-hop sound with a dance beat. Why did you decide to take this route instead of the more traditional-sounding religious music? Well, you know, I, I, I think the... I mean, I guess the easy example is, you know, is clothing, you know. Um, not to sound so weird, but, you know, the... the the style of the music and the and the and the passion um, that I have for 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 the style of music that I make is sort of like uh, those are my undergarments. I just those things are already had on, um, and 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 as time went on and I'm adding more garments and a shirt and a top shirt. These things are all different expressions of me. These these outer layers are all covering up the inner layer. So I think the biggest thing for me has always been that you know not so much so that the that the music itself should change. And I would say that I am pretty creative. I try to be out of the box as much as I can and not to be, you know, boggled down to like one specific genre or style. But um, in terms of everything in that space of being creative within hip hop, pop, whatever, in, in the way that I grew up, those things just never left as I became more religious, you know? It just sort of was like the music that I made. It was sort of like, uh, was always there. And, and and the main thing that changed was the subject matter. And and I would say also to another thing was my awareness of of the power of music, right? Um at one point music in itself was a was a was a means 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 within it of itself. And now I look at it as music as, as a powerful tool to convey messages, to give over emotions, to give over strength. So I think that the things that that change were more so outer, but the core of, of who I was never left me. So in other words, you were always a hip hop head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, a, <laughs> I was definitely much more of a hip hop head in my youth <laughs> than I am these days. But yeah, for sure, no doubt about it, I was. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but hip hop music is not a popular genre within the Orthodox community, correct? Uh, absolutely not. I don't think it used to be. <laughs> I got a couple of people in trouble, but uh, yeah, I don't think it used to be. <laughs> Who were you inspired by? Any musicians? Any other rappers? Um, I think the biggest inspiration um, that I get, like I said, is really the motivation on the message. You know, when I go out and I see how broken the world is, you know, I want to write music about it. Um, it's hard for me today because. Um, Obviously, a lot of the people that I grew up, the the message just doesn't really fit with my lifestyle today. Um, <clears throat> so it's been very hard for me. But I do take a lot from like um, from other places, like you know, music scores, movie scores. You know, like listen, I like a playlist of listening to music scores and, and classical music, and just sort of to expand my horizon because. Um, well, one of the things I didn't want to do so much is like, you know, today it's a different hip hop world than what it was that I grew up in. And, and, and nothing's new in the sense of that generally whatever becomes a popular style, people like to replicate and do the same thing over. So I've, I wanted to sort of be able to maintain my uniqueness 
So it's very, very hard for me to to get into a lot of stuff. But I would say other people that do, I would say somebody like Lecrae. I think like Lecrae's dope um, as a, as a, as an artist who's also a man of faith who you know um, who who will be very open and honest. I like his honesty in his music. Uh, Derek Minor also too, you know, who who would be more 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 now also too. So I think. There is some every once in a while. There's some some inspiration that I take. NF also too. I think is another guy who, who's 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 very very talented. Um, like I said, I can't relate a lot to a lot of the music that he makes, but I think he's very talented as well. I'm going to recite a few lyrics from your song "King of the World." Okay. I need you with me. I can't get enough. So when I'm falling, you can pick me up. Mm-hmm. We need you. I'm doing what I can so I can please you. Mm-hmm. If only we knew how much you love us, we would never, ever, ever leave you. Mm-hmm. Again, what I love about your music is that you deliver a positive message through a very modern style. Thank you. Do you still refer to yourself as a gangster rapper? Is that right? No, I used to. Not today. <laughs> not today. I, uh, no, 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 no. <clears throat> not today. Definitely not a gangster rapper today. But uh, back then I did, yeah. But you know what's interesting about the lyrics that you decided to to um, to say there was that you know there's a very very uh, there was one of the students of one of the great Hasidic masters from one of the Hasidic dynasties, one that I belong to, uh, the Breslov um, Hasidic uh, sect. That he he wrote one time. This is probably what that line was based on, if I can remember back that you know, the years ago I wrote it. That uh, he said that if if a person was to know, even if just the smallest amount of how much God loves them, they would drop the whole world and run after Him. They would they would leave everything, and uh, that obviously had a had a had a big big uh, effect on me. Hearing that, I, I will never forget that Torah. So I think that that's probably what it was based on. But you know, those type of things for me, I think, are important messages to put inside of music. Like this is not a, and I, and I and I think I wrote it in a way, and and I I tend to write a lot of times in a way of of sort of I guess to some degree love letters to God to some degree, is because my relationship with Him came out of love. It was a falling in love, falling in love. And, and and only in that type of way can a person like say, okay, I'm going to devote my whole entire life to you um, as opposed to where I'm going to make you a part of my life, but I'm going to give over my whole entire life for you. So a lot of that, it comes out in the, in the, in the music because it's, it's a, it's a familiar space that I, that I'm, I'm dwelling in. It's interesting. You use the word devotion because that's what love is. Right. So if you have love of God, that is genuine devotion. Right. You're not just going through the motions. You're doing it because it's joy. Absolutely. Beautiful. Exactly. Exactly. This this is my pleasure. This is my pleasure. You know, it's like <clears throat> any any person. You know, it takes somebody from any of the three Abrahamic religions. You take a, a Jew or, or a Christian. You take a Muslim. Like you know, what's vacation? Like you can you like vacate away from your Christianity? You can you vacate away? From, you can't vacate away from that. Like that is the place to go. I'm going to God. Like you know, God is my vacation. He is what makes me. This is where my joy comes from. And anything outside of is artificial joy. So I want to bring the real joy. So let's not play the games. Let's go directly. <laughs> you were always religious, but did something happen in your life 
an event or an awakening that drove you to be even more religious? Yeah, I think so. Retrospectively looking at it, um, going from the actual event, I don't think it, it, it did. It wasn't like something, but I think it inspired the initial spark for me to realize that I can't, I can't be in and out with God. I have to make this, I have to make up my mind as to what I'm really going to do. And I have to, and I have to be, um, and I have to have to be either committed or not be committed. And I, that was I got into a beef with another artist. At this point in my life was a was a time when when you know I was approached by a record label. They want a gangster rap. I wasn't in a gangster state of mind at this time. This is many years ago, um, and and uh, I caved in um, to in order to 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 have the money. Um, I caved in. And um, I started putting out records that was contrary to who I actually was. But I thought, you know, it's okay if I just pretend and whatever. But slowly what happened was I started to lose myself. I'm, I'm changing. You know, before my own very eyes, I'm changing. My inner circle was changing. The people that are around me were changing. And um, eventually that led to me getting into it with another artist and uh, turned into a kill or be kill situation because after a physical altercation, a friend of mine tried to take his life. Um, which uh, he he was unsuccessful, and he ended up in prison. And they thought that I sent somebody to kill them. <clears throat> and um, from from being a, you know, I think at that at that point in my life, you know, I, I was a Christian, but I was very strong. I was very very devoted in my in my teenage years. I spent a lot of time in prayer, and I did a lot in terms of uh, I was involved in um, in uh, elite Bible study groups and leadership programs. And all those things. So all the way up until this record deal thing, and then now all of a sudden I'm back like like I was in the streets, and now I'm sitting over here just like, did I just like pretend myself into a life threatening situation? Like I'm not, even, I'm not a hood like that anymore. This is not who I am. But so what drew you to Judaism? What was the turning point? So what drew me to Judaism was was I by nature. Um, is one who looks, um, uh, what's, what's the word? The word is I, I'm always looking for the authentic root of something. And that was always sort of like who I was, I guess I, I was as a kid. Like, you know, history was my favorite subject in school, right? Because you get to dig, you get to go back and you know, say, how did we get here? How did we get here? And so after I got in, out of that situation and, and, and I just went back to whatever I did, just picked up the Bible, but there was nobody around me at that point at that time, right? Um, a lot of times we, and, th and this can happen with, with anything, but if I pick up something, you know, if I, if I pick up a, a particular book and somebody's telling me what's inside the book and whatever to look for, and they told me, you know, a few different times, and then when I look inside the book, I, okay, I see, see it in the book, but now there was nobody around me to tell me what was in the book. I didn't have my grandfather who was a Muslim. I didn't have any, uh, you know, uh, 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 youth, youth, youth uh, ministry workers that I was involved with. So all I had was the text. So I'm able to dig and to go and look, and a lot of the different passages that I understood and were talking about about the church. They blink my mind now. Um, we're not actually talking about the church. These these messages of restoration that the prophets were giving was over to the Jewish people, and and what was going to be in the Atid and the future of the of, of the Jewish. Um, um, of the Jewish relationship and rekindling of the flame that they had with God originally. So I'm looking at it and I'm just like, well, how come I missed 
that this was the subject matter. How did I do this? So I, I, I ordered a few, obviously a few different books. Um, I had a, you know, I had a JPS Tanakh, which was the Jewish Hebrew Bible. And one of the, uh, it's called Chumash, but one of the five books of Moses with the interlinear translation. Um, I got the NIV, the, uh, the, 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 the new King James Virgin, I had I had the Arsenal. I had five different Christian books. I had the Quran. I had a Quran. I was going eight hours a day between all the different texts. I did not. I barely slept. I was going through eight hours a day, and then I started fasting. I was going on three day fast, uh, take a week or three days, and I wasn't eating. And I was praying. I'm talking about literally for hours. Now you can imagine the amount of spirituality that like that you feel that you sense during these emotions. My whole world flipped around you know me and my wife at that time and we saw things we had visions we had dreams it was a very very magical and crazy experience that we were having during that time and 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 the 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 biggest thing i think that 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 was you know uh, i don't know what your religious belief but i don't want to be offensive or anything but one of the biggest things were was was the proof proof in the pudding? And I would say maybe now there's a more modern rabbi who 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 says it better than what I can say. So I'll say the way he says it because it, it takes me more words to say what I was I was going through. You know, if it, it, in a in a lot of different faiths, you know, um, if you don't you don't believe in in the main creed of the faith, then there's a then there's a there's an internal damnation. There's some type of punishment that happens to the person later on after life. Um, not only was Judaism that I find that it was much more reasonable in the sense that it was much more accepting that Jews also believed that both Christians and Muslims and people that long they believed in one God pretty much that they also have a place in the world to come. They weren't shutting the doors basically. So it made much more sense to me that God, that the main thing was the heart because I've been a Christian, I've been a Jew and I've been a Muslim, you know, now I have been at that point I've been a Christian. And I loved God every step of the way. And that never changed my relationship with God, no matter what I was. So to know that because I wasn't this one or that one or this one or that one, but but what about my love that I have for you, God? What about that, you know? And so so that was, that was one of the things for me. The other thing was is that the, in the Jewish, in the Hebrew Bible, you, I never seen any of those threats. There was never a threat of of any type of what's going to be with you when you're not there. The Hebrew Bible is very specific in its threats that, you know, when God, if you if you're God, right, I'm going to give you something that you're going to be able to see in your lifetime. I'm going to be able to give you something that you'll be able to see. I'll cause it not to rain on your land. I'll exile you to the ends of the earth. You'll be small in number. You'll be hated amongst the nations. The land will become barren, right? And 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 so all these things, I can verify that they actually happen. If I'm not here anymore, I can't verify if I went up, if I went down. Or but in this world, God's saying that I'll do things that you're going to be able to see. So for two things, one, you'll know that I'm God. I spoke it to you because you have proof. You're not in your land. You're small. You're hated by the nation. You understand? And 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 then the the second thing is also there's the idea of what we call tshuva, repentance. Now you can always return and come back to me. Now that you've seen that you made the mistake, you can return and come back to me. So these these things in in essence were some of the biggest things. I wasn't big on this 
theological thing. And yes, it was a, a ton of other things, but but these 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 were some of the core things that you know. Like I said, I'm using someone else's language to explain what was taking place, but that, that that's what was taking place. Well, it's interesting because we both come from the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. I share with my friends all the time that Judaism is not a faith that ever blocks your access to God. Right, right. I can honestly say as a Christian, there are doctrines that if you don't believe this and that, you know, and I've always loved that about the Jewish people, that mm-hmm. your relationship with God is your relationship, mm-hmm. and you don't mm-hmm. necessarily need to come to Judaism to have faith in God. Right, right, right. So in Jewish, so they, in Jewish thought, not even only in esoteric thought, but even in some of the revealed Torahs, that that the Jewish soul sometimes is born in a non-Jewish body, and amongst a non-Jewish family, uh, for multiple reasons of why that can be, and the task with trying to find itself back into the Jewish nation. But there's almost it's almost pretty much unanimous by by most of uh, by most of the early early you know scholars and uh, before that that you know it, it's sort of like impossible if there wasn't a Jewish spark already in the person. Uh, to to come back, or else you would have been satisfied. I I could have been satisfied with the the seven Noahide laws. I didn't have to become Jewish in order to. It wasn't about it, it wasn't about receiving a place in heaven. It was about about changing the relationship that I had with, with God to some degree. About 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 renewing certain things and 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 a certain amount of things that I I wanted to be able to accomplish. Um, that I felt that uh, I wouldn't say accomplished. I would say it, w- it was closing some chapters that felt like they were very open to me as a kid. I always felt I was a part of something bigger than myself. That I needed that there was something that I was longing for that I couldn't find until I was, you know, doing all the fasting and the praying and the whatever. And I was like, "This is it. This is this is my home." You converted to the Orthodox tradition. Mm-hmm. What was the appeal as opposed to say maybe conservative or reform branches? Well, I think that, you know, you guys are very well versed <laughs> more than I was back then because, you know, we always, it's, I wouldn't say it's, it's somewhat of a, of a joke, but sometimes it's, sometimes it's a reality wake up for, for Jews. And it's been said by many different peoples in many different ways. However, is that, but generally the enemies of the Jewish people don't make differences, right? <laughs> like Hitler didn't say, I'm only killing Orthodox. Or I'm only killing like, you know, hey, what's to him, what's the difference, right? Um, and so, and some, sometimes we have to learn some things from our enemies. Um, for me personally, I wasn't necessarily an enemy, but I also, I wasn't an insider. So, um, my relationship to Judaism was that I had a relationship with God first, right? Typically in the Jewish world and a lot of different, I would say, you know, also to the pastors, kids also to grow up the same way to some degree that you first grow up with the basics uh, and the basics for you are the rules, the rules, what you can do, what you can't do, what you, you know, um, what, you, what you have to do, how you got to dress on Sunday, what you need to do, you know, whatever the case is, that a lot of those basics don't happen as opposed to where a person goes on the journey themselves and they're, they're Abraham, you know, they have to find the God first and then they take on all the basics. So before Judaism came, God came, right? And so now I'm, I'm asking that I'm coming closer to you, God, and I'm coming to join you know, your congregation, I'm coming into your people. 
I'm going to wherever God's most popular, you know, so I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't going to a place where God was a side thing. I'm going to where he's the main thing. So I, it was the natural progression that I ended up going to, to Orthodox Judaism. What would you like people to know who are not in the Jewish faith about Judaism? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing right now is, is really God's love. You know, I feel like God's got a bad rap, you know what I mean? Over the last few years, there's so many different gatekeepers and no matter what the religion, no matter what the faith or whatever anybody creed they hide behind, um, there's been a lot of quote unquote gatekeepers that have been uh, not the best representation. And we're standing at a time right now where the world is in turmoil, complete turmoil, upside down, and 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 and, and relationships are being broken behind things that never used to matter. All of a sudden they matter. And, and it's, just, it's just completely wild. And at this point, we're at a place where nobody else can fix things except for God, <laughs> you know, like, like, so, so to some degree, we're, 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 we're being pushed into his arms. And I think that right now, the more positivity and the more things that are spoken, because the, 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 there's no doubt about it, that there's been an increase in, in, in anxiety. There's been an increase in depression and, and, and negative emotions. And, and that's, and, and if you look at it, it's by in part because there's a lot of negative content going out nonstop, negative news, negative content, negative music, negative movies. So like, when that is the, the so we obviously can see from what's going on and what it results to. If we do the opposite, then we can also increase, you know, more happiness, good emotions, you know, joy. I'm trying to keep it in English over here because <laughs> the words I say in Hebrew all the time. But, you know, like you know, the the the, the to, to uplift. We got to fix the world. We got to bring bring humanity to its to its to its higher state. And 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 people want, you know, a lot of people want and and. I think that that's the biggest thing that I want the world to know is that God God still loves us. It's like a said cliche, but we don't even understand what it means. We, don't, we couldn't even fathom to understand what it means. You made Aliyah, moved to Israel, mm-hmm. and are now living there with your wife and children. What are mm-hmm. the differences between being Jewish in America and being Jewish in Israel? Oh, man. You know, there, there's one rabbi um, named Ravi Tamar Schwartz who... Uh, it's a very, very powerful book. And he, he didn't, I don't think they, they translate a lot of them in English, but this one he didn't. But he he, he himself almost says it's almost two different religions, you know? <laughs> no matter Orthodox in America, Orthodox in Israel. It is, you know, and I, I say that jokingly, but to some degree it is, it's different. I mean, just the cultural aspect of things are, are different. And Israel's much more, uh, it's just, it's a certain vibrance, you know? You're in the land. So there's a certain, uh, you know, fire for the back, lack of a better term term that's that's taking place over there when it comes to 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 spirituality and Judaism and the way things are done it's a lot less it's a lot more focused on spirituality a lot less on money and financial gain over here you have both you have people who are also very successful so sometimes when we have a lot also to it keeps it it, it will eclipse some of the spiritual aspirations that a person has um, so, you know, and, and, and on the, on, on the flip side, you know, you have also to in Israel, the struggles because of the opposite. So, but I think, I think Israel being there is, uh, you, you know, for instance, I'll give you an example. You know, if I go pray to any American typical synagogue, I'm going to be the center of attraction, not just because, not because of the color of my skin. That's a, that's a different story, but, but the, but just because 
I, I, I'm going to dive in with a whole lot more passion because when I'm at an Israel, I'm just used to that. People, they pray with a whole lot more passion, the whole, and they're louder. They, they do everything is a little bit more extra and nobody thinks anything about it, you know? But in America, I always find myself like toning myself down a lot because, you know, you don't want to be the oddball So out. this was, this is good that you're there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I'll give you a little example, a taste of like some of the differences that, you know, you have to struggle going from back and back and forth to different places. What year did you convert to Judaism? I converted in 2013. So, yeah, 10 years ago now. And you're living there with your wife and your children. How many children do you have? Yeah, I have seven kids, thank God. And uh, my my amazing wife, who I've been with since I was 16. So we are high school sweethearts. So it wasn't just, it was me and my wife, we converted together, but also her my wife's sister's married to my best friend since kindergarten, so they also converted. It was a double wedding, and we all we all moved to Israel around the same time also. Nassim, you obviously get lots of questions about race when you do interviews. Can we talk about that for a little bit? Do you mind? Yeah, of course, of course. I didn't think you would shy away from stuff, so. Absolutely, come on. I'm open book, you know, so I was, I had another interview and they said, do we, you mind if I ask a personal questions? And when questions get personal, I get personal. How were you originally received in the Orthodox community when you converted? Okay. So the truth is because I was in Seattle, I was received very well <laughs> and with love and with open arms. And, 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 you know, it's so funny. I have another friend who's also, who's also black and he, he's a convert and he said it better than I could, he, but you know, to some degree, he was very suspect of everybody because they were so nice, right? Um, you know, coming coming from, you know, my community and how I grew up, we just like, you know, we always used to say, you know, crabs in the pot, you know? I like to be, see somebody successful, but like I, the amount of like, um, you know, love and, and, and acceptance and and care and I don't know, kindness. I don't even know how to say When I say it in Hebrew, chesed, it just means something different. To be, it, it can also be an action word in, in Hebrew as opposed to where you say in, in English is somebody with nice, but the kindness is, is on a, with legs pretty much um, in Judaism. Um, was was unlike anything I ever experienced before. So you all kind of suspects like, man, does everybody here work for the FBI? You know, like, <laughs> but uh, so I got a lot of that um, acceptance. Now I know some people who started off where they were back east or other places where it wasn't as easy for them, um, and they they weren't getting the same type of acceptance that I got. With it, where where generally where those communities are, you have a lot more differences and a lot more you know segregation amongst people who are you know even outside of those communities outside the Jewish community so i i'd imagine that it would have been much harder for me if i was in new york or something like that wow in new york too yeah oh yeah for sure new york new york is like new york is like uh, people always say, you know, they talk about down south. I think New York's like one of the most racist places in the world. I mean, just think about it. You think about like all these different, like you got Spanish Harlem, Black Harlem, and you got, you know, everything's already separated. The whole neighborhood's also by by race. You know, it's like crazy uh, when you when you think about. It. I I come from Seattle. I was I was in nine the zip code nine eight one one eight. I don't know. I have to look it up today. But you know, growing up, that was the most diverse zip code in all the United. States in the whole entire country. So what I mean by that is like when you come back east, it's almost like, okay, you have 
Jewish Crown Heights, you have Black Crown Heights, you have, you know, so like where you have now um, in New York, where I, where I think like in, in those places, like it's very much so, you know, um, they want to be, you know, a place that really, where these things don't exist, but they, they've existed for years. And with gentrification, everything else going on in a lot of the neighborhoods also, I don't know if that actually helped the situation. So, but I think people that, that generally come into Judaism over there, which are usually the stronger Orthodox communities also too, I think that they, they have to they have to endure more uh, more issues with the race than what I had to. So what's next for you? You're on tour now. Do you have any other projects upcoming? Um, right now, I'm in the process of working on an album right now, and uh, obviously I have a show. I don't know if you know, I say obviously, but it went out in the, I think I think it was public maybe six, seven months ago that I have a deal with HBO for a drama comedy series uh, based on my life, right? yeah, with Sally Richardson. Nice. Next level. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, hopefully hopefully first episode's funny, so hopefully it continues to be funny. Uh, with Sally Sally R- Richardson uh, spearheading it. Nassim, thank you. Thank you. We look forward to hearing more from you and seeing more from you and through your music and videos. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate you both. Shalom. <laughs>